Welcome to an audio teaching from Windsor Park Baptist Church in Auckland, New Zealand. If you would like to look at the message notes or see some questions for reflection that take their lead from today's teaching, head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and head to the online tab where you'll see services and series and you can download different resources from there. Thanks for joining us and we hope you're encouraged by today's teaching. Kia ora, my name is Amy Bradley and today I'd love to share with you all a verse that has been my comfort through some challenging times. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 part B. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This verse often appears in song lyrics and is used in many sermons. However, I only really experienced the comfort that this verse could bring when I went through a tough season of hopelessness. A couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with depression. Not many people would have known or suspected it at the time. However, I had hit rock bottom. I felt like I had no purpose, no hope, no reason to get out of the bed in the morning and absolutely no joy. I lost my appetite, and as a result, I lost a lot of weight. It was only then that people started to pick up on how I was really doing. I had no motivation to do anything. It was like the passion and excitement of life had drained out of me. I so often cried out to God to help me. I would flip through a multitude of different verses to try and find a solution to my problems. At the back of my Bible, there is a section that gives a list of God's promises and verses that align with these. I so desperately wanted to feel that joy that I had known previously, once again. Joy is defined as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. However, I did not want worldly happiness, but a deep, soul-touching joy. When I looked up verses about joy, this was the one that truly spoke to me. It is because it says nothing about me and everything about Him. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I'll say it again. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Knowing that God can be the source of my joy, even when I don't feel joyous at all, is a special promise. When I was in the midst of my depression and I could not feel joy, I looked to the Father for His strength and His joy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and when we are connected to the vine, the fruit will follow. The Lord gives us what we need, and even at our lowest, when we go through tough seasons, He will be there quietly giving us strength, hope, and joy to continue. I am so grateful that I have a mighty God that is my strength, my source of joy, and my comforter. What a gracious God we serve. Wow. Amen. What a powerful story of how God has transformed Amy's life through the storms that she has faced simply by reflecting on the joy that comes from His strength. My favorite line of what Amy said is that it has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with who he is. Thank you again, Amy. It's always encouraging to hear how the word of God impacts each one of us in such different and distinct ways. I hope that you have been enjoying our Windsor Park summer series from wherever it is that you are holidaying as we dive into the scripture and, and look at the significant passages for each one of you. The context of today's passage is one of my favorites, the story of Nehemiah, a man that is filled with challenges as he navigates this life, as the Israelites are building the wall. It's a story of a man with a vision, a strategy, a plan to execute. Nehemiah is a man with passion, 
positivity and perseverance. The key part to this verse that Amy has shared with us, verses 10b, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy. Joy seems to be such a difficult word to to really understand, particularly in our doom and gloom society of today, when all you do is turn on the news and hear about the worst things that are going on. But when I hear my three-year-old son make his one-year-old sister laugh and laugh with all her being from deep down within her, that to me is a real sense of, of joy, not this societal dictated what I feel joy, but who we have been created to be as deeply relational beings, that kind of joy. This makes me think of this story or this this phrase that I read when I was at my old gym. On the wall, it said, success isn't the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. I remember reading this and thinking that there was something fundamentally wrong with this statement. And Amy has hit it on the head. Worldly happiness is not what we should be seeking after. Worldly happiness is all about feelings that betray us, feelings that come and go. They are dependent on the day. But the joy of the Lord, it is unchanging It is not dependent on how we feel or what we experience. It is based on the solid foundation of who Jesus is. What if we were to change what that sign in my gym said and changed it to success isn't the key to the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is the key to our success. Now that is motivational to me. That is encouraging That is the truth. What I'd love for us to do today is to dive further into this passage, to start with that verse 10 and and look beyond that to see what is really taking place. But firstly, let us look at what is important in this passage. Why might it be placed in this very spot? Well, the verse begins as an imperative. It's a command, an authoritative statement. Do not grieve. The hearers are being instructed. It's not giving any wiggle room for saying, it doesn't matter how bad your situation is, or maybe you're you're really struggling with something really tough. No, for the Israelites at this time, they are being told not to grieve. Why? Well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Here, these people following this connected statement of authority, and then we hear this promise that they can claim, that they can declare, that they can hold to. Nehemiah is is saying that even in all of your grief, And all of the loss that you've experienced, though you may feel lost, that you may feel hurt, broken, and and everything that you've experienced, we do not have to grieve because the joy of the Lord is our strength. No amount of shopping, no amount of Christmas fun or holidays, summer in the sun 
is going to change the fact that the joy of the Lord is our strength. He is the one that brings resilience. He is our strength. We have heard that in Amy's testimony today, that he is the one that brought her strength through her dark time. After I left school, I worked as a laborer for a while. One of the jobs that I had to do was uh, we would concrete, whether it was the foundations of a house or, or a driveway and everything in between, we did it all. And you needed a few things to, to make it solid. You would need some good wooden boxing that would hold all of the concrete in place. You would need a good compacted surface with gravel that was a solid foundation to build from. And you would need some reinforcing steel to go in the center of the concrete, which would hold it all together and make it strong. If any one of those was missing, the job would become exceedingly difficult and the concrete wouldn't set properly. It wouldn't stay together. It would be easily broken. I remember this one particular pathway that we were tearing up and it would literally crumble in my hands because it didn't have any of these elements. And it was so weak. But yet, on the opposite hand, I remember working on a driveway which was robust. It was strong. It had a concrete, uh, uh, sorry, it had a metal, uh, steel, and strong girder in the middle of it that meant that it was immovable for me. I couldn't do anything, and we needed to get a digger to come in and, and rip it out. I wonder if that's the same when it comes to the joy of the Lord in our lives, being our strength. We get to the end of the year, maybe even beyond Christmas. We look forward to summer and expect that that is going to be the thing that renews us for the next year, gives us strength to to make it through the entire year. Maybe that's been your expectation of, of this very summer. It's been mine in years gone past. Yet as soon as we face our first or second challenge of the year, our strength, our resilience, it goes out the window. And yes, resting is so important, but I wonder if we're missing something key in the foundations of our rest, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Like the difference between the the concrete pathway that, that crumbled in my hands and the driveway that was immovable, it's like this command that Nehemiah has given to us, that we are to be encouraged by the fact, that we are to live out of the fact that the joy of the Lord is our strength and He will strengthen us no matter what. So why might Nehemiah be saying this to the Israelites at this time? Well, let me first put a disclaimer here and I want to encourage you in this, that I want to be clear, grief isn't a bad thing. Grief is actually important. It helps us to process and it helps us to move on. But for this given time and place that Nehemiah is speaking into, it was a significant thing that he had to say to these people. And this being said, let's have a brief overview and look at what happened and took place to make this such a significant statement for the Israelites. The Israelites had just been exiled. Jerusalem and everything in it was now destroyed. Nehemiah is the cupbearer to a king in a foreign land, living under the oppression of this land. He is deeply, deeply grieved by the fact that his home has been destroyed. It lays in waste. By only the miracle of God, 
he is released to go and gather people to rebuild this city wall. And you know what? He does. Along the way, he gets ridiculed. He gets laughed at. He gets abused. For what? Trying to rebuild his hometown? And yet, somehow, through all of this, it, it gets worse. The enemies that are, that are ridiculing him now all of a sudden begin to physically attack him and the people that are helping to build the wall. So now in Nehemiah 4, we read that half of the people are, are holding spears and shields to defend their people and half of them are fearing for their lives helplessly as they begin to build this wall and continue to persevere then you wouldn't believe it. But Nehemiah himself becomes oppressed by his very own people. And his enemies begin to spread rumors and lies that the Israelites are building this wall because they want to rebel against the very king who commissioned its building in the first place. Oh, and did I mention that this all took place in less than two months? Crazy. I can't believe it. Yet, we've all had difficult times and we've all experienced stuff just like this. Maybe not quite as severe, but you get my point. This helps bring us to an understanding of this verse for these hearers, the Israelites, here and now. As we read slightly wider, as we go to Nehemiah 8, and 9, uh, 8 verses 9 and 10, we read this, it says, Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest, and the teachers of the law and the Levites who were teaching all of the people about this, they said, this day is a holy day to the Lord. Do not mourn, do not weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the word of the law. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice foods and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This is a holy day to our Lord God. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Immediately, we see that there is a much wider story at play here. What has happened during, what has happened before, and this process of building the, the wall, the word of the Lord is now being read out once it has all been completed and finished. And the people begin to weep. They begin to grieve. One scholar says that he believes it's because they took this command of the law so seriously that it grieved them. Another refers to the process that I just talked about that led up to this whole situation and how their emotional states and grief was at such a high level. And Nehemiah turns to these people saying, now is not the time to weep. I know that we've been through a difficult moment, a difficult season. It's been really stressful and tough, but now is not the time to grieve. Pause with me a moment. And I want to ask, why is it important here that there's this massive journey that has taken place? One of exile, hardship, blood, sweat, and tears as they've built this wall. And why the first thing that they have done is read scripture together as a community. 
after being exiled in another kingdom and another land under the oppression of somebody else's law, facing all of these challenging times, Nehemiah, Ezra, and the other teachers of the law, they want them to remember. Remember who God had called them to be. Remember the life that he had called them to live. Remember who their savior is. And to remember that the joy of the Lord is their strength. I wonder how often we take time to remember. Remembering the the tough situations that, that we face. Remembering the process of overcoming or remembering that God has done something good in our lives, that God has moved in a mighty way because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The 24-7 youth workers here at, at Windsor Park and I were reflecting at the end of last year. We were talking about some of the good stories of the year and how encouraging those stories were as we saw students go from a place of longing and desire with lost connection to family and a shift to finding value and significance. And other stories of students going from having no friends to all of a sudden sudden finding a place of belonging within their school. And one of our youth workers reminded us all by saying, You know, there were people praying into this years before we've been able to execute any of this, years before we'd stepped foot in any of these schools. And I remember just sitting there reflecting on how encouraged I was at that thought. Remembrance is a very biblical concept. When the Israelites were wandering the desert or any time that God did something significant, the people of God would mark it with an altar, a place where they would remember what God had done so that all generations could see and remember the good things of our faithful God. It's important that we remember the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we take all of this into consideration, reflecting on what the Israelites had faced in the build-up to to this wall and and the oppression and and everything and the Scripture being read out. I believe that as we read the Scripture again, we understand the significance, the significance that this passage plays in our lives today. Like this, when you are crushed and broken and everything all around you seems lost, do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you are ridiculed and laughed at and you feel like your enemies are on the attack, do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When others spread rumors about you, do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When living out your faith just seems like too much of a task, something that is beyond you. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This seems to be a really timely verse, I believe, as we've been through a very difficult 2021, a year filled with uncertainty, a year filled with COVID, with lockdowns, vaccine passes, restrictions, divisions, 
loss and grief. You name it, we've seen it. And as we come into the beginning of 2022, as the end of summer approaches us, and we must now return to the normality of life and face the challenges that are ahead, I wonder, are you willing to stand and say, the joy of the Lord is my strength? Will you live that out in your everyday life? Peace, joy, and rest does not have to finish just because summer is coming to an end. You can live out of that place every single day. The question is, what makes up your foundation? I can't help but keep thinking of the days of of me being a concreter. Remember before when I said some of those keys that you would need would be good wooden boxing, a compacted layer of gravel, and reinforcing steel. What are those key elements in your life that make up a good foundation for you? Might I suggest that we think about this? Think about what that looks like in your life to do life and faith with a a wooden boxing. Maybe that's the character of Jesus. We look to Jesus to direct what we do in our everyday life. We look to Jesus to, to show us who we are to be, to shape and mold our lives. It's about His righteousness and not our strength. Maybe you can let that that compacted gravel, be the word of God and prayer in your life, setting a solid foundation from which everything is built up from, a peace that comes from the assurance of his faithfulness. And finally, maybe that reinforcing steel is the joy of the Lord in your life. It's something that you choose to focus on despite what you feel or despite what's going on. Let it hold you together. Let it strengthen you. Let it be the thing that allows you to be unwavering in all circumstances. Like Nehemiah was reminding them, and he reminds us today, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So as you step into 2022, as you continue on, let Jesus and his joy bring you strength. For he is unchanging, for he is faithful, for he died on a cross for you and for me. Would you find those ways that you can keep building your foundation, keep aligning yourself with the joy of the Lord? Jesus is enough in your life and my life. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. My challenge to you this week, is go find a promise that you can cling to from the Word of God, from Scripture, that creates a solid foundation in your life. Amy's is Nehemiah 8 verse 10. What might yours be? Father, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It doesn't matter what we face how big the challenge might be. Lord, what we might have done, said, Lord, we know that you are our strength. 
would you remind us of that every single day? Lord, would you reveal to us a promise that you have for us in your word that we could cling to, that we could hold to? Help us to build those foundations. Lord, to put our trust and our hope in you that no matter what comes, Lord, you are in control. Lord, you are faithful. We are so grateful for that. Thank you for who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining our audio teaching today. If there are ways that we can continue to support you or help you in your journey, please reach out to us. Head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and you'll find various ways to contact us. God bless.